Obviously want to celebrate the new album and talk about this whole crazy pandemic world we're living in and uh, go down memory lane and talk about some old shows and uh, also get your opinion on a couple of things. Just being a music fan. Right on. Yeah. Lots going on. (laughs) Yeah. You being a music fan, I think you would agree. I kind of consider a band's debut when we first get the band's first debut album. And if that's the case, then I owe you a big congratulations on 25 years of Mushroom Head since the self-titled debut came out April 3rd of 95. Yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy, man. This year is uh, 25 years of, of that album and 27 years of live shows. So it's just it's insane. Where does the time even go? I, I, <laughs> I mean, it's nice to look back and say, hey, we're on album number eight. So you kind of have some sort of gauge. But man, did that go quick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't you wish you could kind of tap yourself on the on the shoulder, go back in time and tap yourself on the shoulder and be like, you know, be aware of this and that. And what, 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 would, what would you tell yourself? Beware of 2020, right? (laughs) (laughs) You know, this new album, Wonderful Life, you know, it's coming out June 19. And one of the things when this whole pandemic, you know, it was written last year. A lot of the subject matter on this album seems like we wrote it last week. Really fitting for the current times. Wonderful Life, album number eight. And and the first with uh, Miss Jackie as a full-time member. And be honest with me, bro, was part of her initiation into the band, putting a baby into a bomb? Was that part of the deal? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. We told her that uh, if you want to, you know, solicit this whole thing soon uh, you're gonna have to do some uh, some heavy things for a video and she was all about it man it was no problem <laughs> but why why was the time now was it just uh, her schedule your schedule the meeting of the minds what she contributed on this album but but pretty cool to have a full-time female now in mushroom head yeah it, it was pretty cool you know a lot of it just stemmed from the natural evolution that happened from her just being a guest vocalist on the last album to doing a lot of shows with us at her band her band's unset fate so once we had kind of come off the road and done a lot of tours and we were working on this new album we said hey there's a couple of tracks that i think your voice would fit on and one song led to another and it led to another there's even a few songs where she's not like totally featured on it but she's doing like some backup harmonies or some cool creepy little whispers and you know adding the female uh voice to uh to the act just it helped layer things and brought a whole new texture and dynamic to the sound as well as the live show which i can't wait to start playing some of this new stuff once this whole craziness breaks over yeah we'll get into that in a second but sticking with the album for a few and speaking of vocals really cool to see that you guys did vocals at abbey road studios like the legendary abbey road studios talk about that and and where the walls haunted in there talk about your time there Absolutely. You know, the first hour was kind of just, uh, I couldn't believe we were actually even sitting there just trying to absorb it. So the first time we went, we were actually fortunate to, to uh, have rent out Studio B, and that's exactly where they did um, Dark Side of the Moon. So just sitting uh. in that room, you know, was so nostalgic. And then, you know, uh, Jackie's vocals that are featured on the song The Heresy were actually recorded there at Abbey Road. That's that's the main track that she did while she was there tracking. And, you know, we were talking about all the microphones that she was singing into a U67 microphone, and the engineer, Paul Pritchard, had actually said, you know, that we have 18 of those microphones. The Beatles could have actually sang in one of those. So we didn't know which one. In part- wow. He didn't know which one in particular. But, you know, every time I hear that song, it just brings me right back to sitting in that control room at Abbey Road. It was, it was a heck of an experience, man. I'm still really happy. Yeah, and, and we kind of touched on the video. Really cool, creepy video and showing off the new masks and everything. And uh, how long ago did you guys make that video? Obviously, before the uh, whole pandemic went down. No, to be honest with you, it just got turned 
tuned in last Thursday. Oh, really? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We were all the way up to the wire on that when we were running out of time. So uh, the pandemic played a heavy role in, in, in both of the last videos because it made it really impossible to get people together. It was really tough to rent any sort of lighting or rigging equipment as far as, you know, um, booms or, like I said, lighting and just, uh, you know, just getting help in general. So both of those videos were done by us, uh, very much DIY. If you really look and you notice, the majority of the people are filmed by themselves. Everything is separate. It's just the way it's edited together. Uh-huh. So, again, really, really challenging times, but uh, we pulled it off. Uh, yeah, that's that's really cool to hear, and that you guys were all individually doing it. That's cool. I have to pay attention to that more next time I, I watch that video. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's rare that any two people are together. It, it happens, but it, they're they're at least twelve feet apart. <laughs> huh, yeah, that's interesting. Also, really cool. Speaking of this album, a Wonderful Life, cool that you uh, reteamed with old producer Matt Wallace again. That's absolutely. Now that uh, was a bit of luck in and of itself. Seventeen years ago, we did the album Thirteen with Matt, and um, actually came out to L.A. and spent a good six weeks with him at Larrabee studios and got to know him obviously really well and then he came back to Cleveland and did another track which was our cover of Seals Crazy so we got to know each other really well so this time around we were just fortunate that the schedules worked out but we did it a little different it was done before the pandemic started it was right up to the to the end there when actually when it all kind of became you know confirmed that everything was shutting down but Matt's schedule was available so we kind of knew what we were getting into we knew you know how Matt works he's got a brilliant set of ears and to come in you know at the end of the project with fresh ears is so important. So we kind of knew what he was going to do, but this one was really different because I didn't go to LA or anywhere to, to mix with him. Everything was done through email. Uh-huh. So instead of being able to, yeah, to push a button, you tweak a, you know, a filter or slide a fader, it was all literally done with, hey, at two minutes and three seconds, it, <laughs> she's a little loud right here. Or So it was a lot of volleying emails back and forth and sending mixes. And over the course of about five or six weeks, we got it done. And I'm really, really happy with the way it turned out. And it's just got that classic big Matt Wallace sound. I love it. You know, speaking of going back to 13 for a second, be honest, were you pissed when like Black Sabbath and Megadeth came out with albums years later called 13? You're like, nice, guys. (laughs) No, you know, I I definitely did, uh, you know, think for a second hey that's a nice tip of the hat but you know there's so many there's there's a, there's a movie done with like 13 ghosts and you know there's a there's a whole lot of things you know there's the whole bad luck and yeah. you know a lot of stigmata behind the uh <laughs> behind the, the thing but i you know I, again i thought it was cool it was a fun title and uh you know speaking of fun titles a wonderful life kind of goes hand in hand with what's going on right now you yeah. can take it very satirically tongue-in-cheek you know and we kind of left it open for interpretation too we wanted a title that would you know leave the listener or, you know, like I said, make it for open interpretation and let them, you know, decide for themselves. Is it, you know, is it black? Is it white? Is it somewhere in between? And, you know, it's like it's either it is truly a wonderful life. It's a beautiful day or oh, I just lock my keys in the car. What a wonderful life. You know, right. that type of thing. <laughs> With the with the uh, tongue planted firmly in the cheek, like which Mushroom Head has always had a little bit of that in them. Absolutely, we uh, we we definitely uh, <laughs> haven't lost any of that ability. <laughs> you know, we had touched on it before, but uh, yeah, kind of curious. What uh, you being an artist, what you imagine touring life to be uh, post pandemic, and is it going to be exactly the same? Is it going to be masks, half capacity? Uh, are the days of meet and greets and mosh pits over? What do you kind of uh, see uh, a touring life to look like yeah you know it is pretty crazy it's funny 
throughout the years, we've always said, you know, really cool if we, you know, looked out and seen the whole entire crowd wearing masks. But that's not, this is not what we pictured. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. But we are very hopeful that it comes back with a vengeance. And, you know, people are hungrier than ever to get out and do festivals. We made the joke the other day that I hope that this, once this kind of, you know, they come up with a vaccine and just kind of rids it to where everyone doesn't even have to think about it and worry it. And we come back loud and strong and it's like the roaring 20s all over again i think the world needs that type of uh that kick in the ass so to speak but yeah we we keep saying we're real hopeful another roaring 20s coming (laughs) as you as an artist are you going to think twice about doing meet and greets and putting your arm around somebody for a photo or anything like that you know, it is a little it is a little sketchy, I will say that when you think about it. But, you know, we've discussed it quite a bit and, you know, we're not afraid. We're we're just going to go about our business. We had, like, earlier in the conversation, we had talked about uh, pushing the album back. Uh, when the pandemic broke, there was talks about pushing the album back. And everything is so uncertain. It's like, well, then it'd be postponed three months to six months to nine months to complete uncertainty. So we're just going to stick with, you know, the uh, the plan and uh, go ahead. Hopefully, like, you know, nothing ever happened. I just hope everyone's got a little bit of faith in humanity and is, you know, willing to uh, get out there and give it a go again. Yeah, me too. I mean, I, I, I plan to bounce right back and, and certainly going through concert withdrawals like it's a real thing for sure, man. You know, I, I've been kind of wondering out loud with this whole pandemic going on and wanted to get your thoughts about this. I wonder with this pandemic, if kind of an unintended consequence of this, especially after the news of uh, Parkinson's, I wonder if this pandemic has essentially retired the Prince of Darkness, Ozzy Osbourne, or do you think he'll be back? I, I certainly hope he's, he's definitely back. And, you know, if not, maybe something as heavy as the legacy of, say, something like an Ozfest will come back, you know. And, um, you know, I, I, I like I said, an artist, I'm really hopeful for um, for the future. I, I just hope that other artists, you know, kind of join together, like I said, and, and, and turn this thing around to where, you know, people aren't afraid to get in front of, you know, thousands of people or even in the club circuit for that matter, you know, to get shoulder to shoulder in a 500 capacity. I mean, those are kind of Mushroom Head's wheelhouse. Those are kind of where we live and have grown up and we love packing the clubs. So, you know, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, all the artists get together and just, you know, push forward. But, um, you know, God bless Ozzy, everything he's done. We were fortunate enough to do OzFest in 2001 and uh you know maybe maybe even if he's not part of it maybe they'll just you know bring it back with his namesake it would be amazing yeah i was gonna bring up that Ozfest because i believe that was the first time i saw mushroom head at glen helen in in southern california and if i'm not mistaken that was at 01 or 02 Ozfest. Uh, you know it might have been 02 it's been <laughs> 27 years i could be off a year that's for sure well, it was an interesting um, one because you guys had kind of joined that one late and, and literally days later after you joined the tour, I wanted to get your thoughts if you had any memories from the, that specific day, but Drowning Pool's Dave Williams died on that during that tour. I, I do remember that, and I remember that specific day. It was an off day of Ozfest, and we were playing Detroit that day and uh, St. Andrew's Hall, as a matter of fact, and we got the news, and we were all pretty devastated because we had just joined that tour, and I literally said, you know, hey, what's up to all those guys the day before? So it was, uh, oh, man, it was, it was heartbreaking, you know. I mean, we were big fans of those guys. They were all real solid dudes, and, um, you know, it just, it was it was really unfortunate. And then I think, I think yeah, the Tommy Lee came back and re- so yeah. 
No, I, I wasn't a huge fan of that project as as much as the Johnny Pool. But yeah, man, those, those were those were crazy fast times as well. Yeah, I miss those. I wish that it, you know it's kind of bummer that there aren't any of those metal festivals left. I mean, certainly not going to happen this year, but I, there wasn't anything planned anyways. But I miss those big festivals because you could go and discover bands at those. You know, you might go for a Drowning Pool and discover a Mushroom Head or vice versa. Yeah, absolutely. I, I a few years back. 2014, I think it was. We had done the Mayhem Festival. Yeah. And um, speaking of bands that get turned on to, I wasn't, I really, I mean, I was aware of them, but I didn't really listen to them. Uh, there was a band called The Pound of Burning Body. Yeah. And uh, man, I got turned on to those guys. And I literally, I watched them every single day. They were one of my favorite bands by the end of the summer. Yeah. They're like Pantera Jr. and just put out a new Killer Blazing EP. Like, they're, those guys are on fire right now. Awesome. I can't wait to check it out. I'm, I'm going to check it out as soon as we hang up. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm so busy with the, the shroom stuff, you know. Hey, a couple more last things for you. Uh, you know, speaking of um, uh, of touring and stuff and being a drummer, and I always like to ask this question uh, to a drummer. I played drums as a kid, never got anywhere, obviously, but learned I was better at playing other people's music than my own. But uh, sure. curious, as a phil- philosophical question for one second, as a drummer, are you keeping time or are you making time? <laughs> you know, I think it's a little bit of both. Uh, I definitely I have to keep the time. It's up to me to, you know, start the song. But, you know, with this modern day and age, I think the click tracks all start the songs at this point. So <laughs> I'm keeping up with the time, if, if anything. <laughs> Last couple of things here for you, Skinny Man. I appreciate all the time. We're talking about missing old festivals. One thing that you were a part of back in the day, another way to discover bands that I miss, movie soundtracks. And you were a part of a few with Freddy versus Jason and Saw 6 and kind of wanted to uh, get your perspective on, on soundtracks. If you had a favorite one growing up or and or was there any of those soundtracks maybe more uh, successful than another for you? Like, did you get a good response off of one versus another for you? But talk to me about Mushroom Head and movie soundtracks. Well, first off, we love doing anything movie soundtrack related, especially horror related, uh, where, you know, it's kind of, like I said, our wheelhouse, so to speak, um, you know, with our look and our sound, everything's dark and doomy, so it kind of crosses over really well. But one particular uh, soundtrack that we were involved with that was my favorite was throughout, uh, like, the years of Universal, particular was uh, the Scorpion King soundtrack. Oh, yeah. We were fortunate enough. Yeah, we were fortunate enough to be included on that, and they actually used it in the end credits. And what was cool about it is we actually got to write a song based on clips of the movie before the movie was actually put out. So they sent us clips and said, all right, write something that fits these style and you know what you feel off of watching these clips so we actually got to write a brand new song from the ground up specifically for the movie so that was a real highlight in uh, the mushroomhead universal career absolutely loved it awesome man last one for you and or last two things for you just to get your opinion little music game i like to play with everyone to kind of encapsulate the the 90s i'm going to put some bands in a category and make you pick your favorite just as a music fan because we're all music fans right what you do what i do we're all absolutely music fans so to kind of encapsulate the uh, early part of, of the 90s in rock, I like to call it the Flannel Five. And I'm curious, <laughs> your favorite out of the Flannel Five, where you can see where I'm going, would consist of Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Stone Temple Pilots, Alice in Chains, Soundgarden. Not that any of those bands could play or tour or anything like that, but just your favorite, your numero uno of the Flannel Five. If I can mix them all up, I'm going to say Temple of the Dog. <laughs> <laughs> 
one of because it was kind of a little bit all those guys. Yeah, you know? that the whole Seattle scene came together for that whole that whole tribute, and that was absolutely one of my favorite albums of of literally of all time. It's probably in my top ten. It still is. I can listen to that thing over and over and over. If you had to pick one though of the five, uh, I'm gonna go with Alice in Chains. Tell me why. Tell me why. The vocals, man. The harmonies. As soon yeah. as you hear those guys double up, you know it's them. It's That is the classic Alice in Chains sound, which is even crazier because in 2014, we did Soundwave Tour with the newer lineup, mm-hmm. and that guy sounded amazing, too. Yeah. I was blown away. I was blown away by that guy. She sounded amazing. It was it was, it was killer to watch him live every day. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Alice in Chains. <laughs> yeah, I think with William, William Duvall's a new singer's name, and I actually think he plays guitar, too, now, and it just you know thickens up that sludgy sound down it just makes it so much dirtier i love it what he's brought to the band yeah absolutely you know those guys were they were a huge influence on shroom early on in the years man just you said that bludgy slutty riff style stuff it's great beautiful man thank you so much for the time and uh bitching album and hope to see you on the road sooner than later <laughs> yeah absolutely dude i'm hoping to get out there it was another thing i wanted to say is we're dying to play some of this stuff it's a brand new album and we've never played a single song off it live so <laughs> we're dying itching at the bed i'm itching to get out to a show man i'm climbing up the walls as it is i gotta get to a show absolutely all right brother man thanks again for the time you be safe out there you too man thanks peace all right bye dude you rock Thanks for checking out the entire podcast. Now do me a favor and subscribe to it. Radioactive Mike Z, available on all the major platforms. And while you're at it, follow me on Instagram at MikeZ967, and I'll follow you back, bro. Most importantly, don't miss the show, Wired in the Empire, every Saturday night, 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on 96.7 KCAL Rocks.